Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you're listening to episode 85. So we're going to start with our song of the week like we always do. Vivian, do you want to kick us off? Yes, so my song of the week this week is called Down by St. Vincent. So I don't know if you guys remember, a couple of weeks ago I brought up Pay Your Way in Pain, which was the leading single from her most recent album, Daddy's Home. And this single, Down, I think actually came out before the album, like a couple of days before the album, which yep. is kind of weird. But anyway, we won't go into that. Um, <laughs> this song is, I'm obsessed with this song, guys. I love it so much. I was saying to Maddie, I've been playing it every single day since it's come out, like, <laughs> on repeat. I know every single part. I know every single, like, guitar line that comes in. <laughs> it's gotten to that point. <laughs> You've memorized it. Yes, I've memorized it. Um, and I definitely think it's so interesting because I did listen to the album as well. And this song and Pay Your Way in Pain are probably the most, like, upbeat songs on the album, which is really interesting because... The album itself is very 70s inspired. It's very like David Bowie-esque in my opinion. Yeah. So like Down is this really like funky 70s, like very groovy type of song, which I love, especially because St. Vincent, she's such a talented guitarist herself. So hearing her sort of like show off that side of her is really, really cool to see because over the past couple of years, especially with her like previous albums she's definitely gone in a more like art pop direction and like a lot of that sort of flair that she has with guitar only came in like little bits here and there but in down it's very very like prominent and I love it it's so funky oh I'm obsessed yeah I think that's probably one of the things that like draws me to this song in particular like I really really love all of the guitar licks and all of that like the whole way through it's really really prominent in the song and I love it but like when the first song, like the first time that you brought St. Vincent. Yes. I didn't really like it at all. Yeah. But this one I quite like a lot. Yeah. So it's it's really cool to see like how she's sort of like going down different routes and things like that. I think it's a really, really funky song. I quite enjoyed listening to it actually. Yeah. It definitely like feels like a single, which obviously makes sense why she used it as one because it's definitely probably more accessible than the rest of the album. Not to say, like, the album itself is also really good. Please check it out. But, yeah, definitely obsessed with this one. Yeah. So that is my song of the week this week, Down by St. Vincent. Maddie, over to you. Alrighty. My song of the week this week is called Hypotheticals by Lake Street Dive. Um, so this song, it's really, really, really um, funky, very sort of along the 70s yeah. vibe again. Um, <laughs> I like that. But I think it's in a different way. This one's more like... Um, got a lot more funk influence I think and like that really helps with all of the like really syncopated offbeat kind of rhythms that come through and there's a lot of like interesting like chromaticism like through Mm. it Um, so if you don't know what that means it's kind of like the notes are sort of like really really close together and they kind of go down a little like chromatic scale which is interesting um but it's super super funky super fun um i love the like funky keys that come through it all the time and it just like slowly builds and it gets more and more like exciting to listen to Mm. as you kind of like go through it it's just all around like a really really happy and like joyous song i think it's really fun yeah the the keys are so cool especially like in the in that intro where yeah it very it's a very like 
it's a very fun intro because it's very toned down and you can feel something building and then yeah when those keys come in it's very g-funk it's so awesome <laughs> and they like come back throughout which is really cool yeah. um but i also really love the percussion like the rhythmic patterns on the drum are really interesting yeah. I think um, you don't really uh, like you don't really tend to focus on that a lot when you're listening to this kind of music, but it definitely plays a huge part. Yeah, it's a super big part of this song, especially. And I think there's a lot of rhythmic elements, even with like you know, the guitar mm. and the keys and like all of the other sort of elements that go into it. And I think that's um, a really big part of why it's like super, super like uplifting and like fun to yes. listen to is all of that different sort of like syncopation and all of that. Um, but the vocals are really, really awesome. Like, overall, it's a super, super fun, funky song. Um, so that is why it is my song of the week this week. It's called Hypotheticals by Lake Street Dive. Um, that's it for our song of the week. We'll go into our what's trending, as we do every time. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start off by talking about some new albums. Yes. That have dropped in the two weeks since we've dropped an episode. <laughs> First of all, guys, Dodie's, Dodie's album is out. I am finally so (laughs) i feel like everything is right with the world (laughs) it's been a long journey to get to here and i am so glad because the album is amazing and there's like two sides so there's like the b side is like a whole bunch of demos Mm. um and i'm yet to listen to them but the first part of the album is like incredible in true doty style there's some amazing amazing lyricism and gorgeous production super super fun super like just everything that i love about Dodie is just like multiplied tenfold in this album it's so good yeah and you know for me like i i've said on the podcast before i really love Dodie as an artist but i've never fully gotten into her yeah and when i listened to this album i was texting maddie as i was listening to it (laughs) i was like i love this song wait i love this i like this one no wait this one's better (laughs) Hold on. Because I just think it's such an interesting album. And I think, like, the production as well, it's yeah. very seamless. And by that, I mean, like, a lot of the stuff flows into each other really well, which yeah. is something that I've always personally really loved when it comes to albums. Because, you know, I think when people, like, when artists, like, come up with an album and they obviously p- place the songs in a specific order and have it all sort of flow really seamlessly you have to listen to it in that order you know and I've always loved doing that when it comes to listening to albums so yeah so good I think the thing too that I really really like is all the little like really short interludes yes sort of in between certain songs and she's put like so much so much into this album and there are certain songs on there I'm not sure if it's for all of them um, but it's quite a few where she com- like arranged and composed like string, really? like for a string orchestra oh. to like play along with her. And Sick. I remember during the um, while she was recording it and stuff, she was sharing like photos on her social media of her like in the recording booth, and she was like conducting this. That's so string cool. Orchestra. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this before, and it's weird to be like to have it as like her song that they're yeah. like playing, and she's like conducting it, and it was super super interesting. And I'm just so glad that the final product is finally here. So I'm so happy that it's been a journey. Joey's album is out. Oh my god, so, I'm so good. excited! Yes. And another one that's dropped recently is Olivia Rodrigo's. Yes, album. her album, her debut album, Sour. So this came out only a couple of days ago, um, but it's taken the internet by storm, <laughs> as has Olivia Re- Rodrigo in general. The whole life story, <laughs> her career span. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah, a lot of people. I definitely 
like the pressure was on for her i think because obviously the driver's license and then since then like her singles like deja vu good for you like people have really been waiting to see what this album was going to be like and yeah. i have to say i've listened to it maddie hasn't listened, no, to, it I haven't yet, listened to it yet but <clears throat> i have to say i agree like this is a good 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 debut album like it's such a interesting like choice i think because especially um the first song brutal which i may or may not talk about later in the podcast <laughs> put a pin in that one um it's like such an interesting style because the entire album definitely feels like a breakup album most of the songs on there are very like centered around that theme but yeah. it's and i think that's why it's called sour but the direction that she takes it's very interesting like i don't think you can really sort of pinpoint her as like one genre which is really mm-hmm. cool because like especially with her singles leading up to this album it's been a quite an eclectic mix i think she's really just experimenting with what feels right for her and her voice which i think is really cool because she's still so young and this is her first album so yeah. this is the time to experiment and yeah good on her i say i reckon like she's got so she's got so much further to go and yeah. as someone who hasn't like this as a debut album i think it's really really important for her to like sort of um figure out where her sort of niche is Mm. and like where she feels the best like in her voice and her music making and she's such an incredible songwriter and like judging by like the singles that she's put out if they're anything to go by like this album would be fantastic Mm. so i'm super super keen to hear the rest of them um so i'll reserve judgment until yes until then Yeah, it's it's definitely a really, really great album and I'm really interested to hear what you think because there's a couple songs on there that are very like emotionally heavy, like probably more so than Driver's yeah. License, which is kind of... Really? Yeah. Ooh, which, that is very intriguing. Yeah, because obviously Driver's License, it's quite a heavy song anyway. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that like, you know, that sort of finishes our like new albums part of what's trending. Now we'll go into another big topic this week. Yep. Eurovision, Eurovision just happened over the weekend. Um, and as you guys know, we've been following Eurovision, obviously, with Montaigne representing Australia. Yep. Unfortunately, this year, she didn't make it into the finals, which was really quite sad. Yeah, um, very depressing. Because, yeah, like, it's it was a, obviously a little bit different this year. This was, you know, the year last year was cancelled, the first time in its entire history. And then this year, um, unfortunately, Australia wasn't able to go perform, which was really unfortunate because yeah. it's de- it was definitely a disadvantage for her totally, I think. totally because like eurovision is so much about that stage presence and the performance yes. i think there's so many different like elements that go into a whole eurovision stage production and it's a shame that she wasn't able to experience that mm. like not even like you know just to get further in the competition but just as an artist she wasn't able to go yeah over to rotterdam and just like experience what that would have been like so it's a bit it's a bit disappointing for her but like she did an amazing job anyway she did what she what with what she could have yeah and i mean you know like it was definitely an unprecedented sort of like way to go about submitting her performance but you know she did well we love montaigne we support her in every way um but speaking of eurovision the winner italy yeah. Which was such an interesting performance, I think. So good. I love it. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like the best way, if you haven't listened to Italy's song, the best way to describe it is it feels very, like, glam rock meets hard rock. Like, it's it's definitely a rock song. Yeah. 
Um, but the vocals are definitely, they weren't, like, it was sort of like a bit of, like, rap in there as well. Kind of, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's an interesting it's, fusion. I really, really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, fusion's such a good word because it was, it was definitely not, like, one straight lane either no. way. And I think the actual performance itself, like, the way they dressed, love the outfits. Amazing. Incredible. I want that, like, jumpsuit. I know. Like, the flares at the bottom are so good. It's It's very, like, very glam rock inspired. (laughs) And I said, like, it gave me, like, big queen vibes. Like, the lead singer definitely gave me, like, Freddie Mercury vibes. Like, I was like, oh, he literally looks like Freddie Mercury. Yeah. But, yeah, such a great performance. Um, But, yeah. I think it was, like, so, so amazing to see that. Because you don't see that, like genre like you see that genre in eurovision but you don't normally see it sort of win win Mm -hmm. or go to like top 10 or something so it's really really cool to see that but we can't talk about (laughs) italy without talking about the um drug scandal Um, so weird (laughs) i love how adamantly he's denying it yeah it's hilarious (laughs) so just to give a bit of context here um it was it was obviously before they announced the winner. Yeah, so I think so. I think so. I think it was when they were doing like the um they were announcing like the jury votes for yeah. was that when it what it was? I'm not a hundred percent sure, but yeah, it was like this they panned to um the whole band, they were like sitting at the yeah. little table and whatever, and um <laughs> you can sort of see the lead singer's head go down towards the table. Yes. And move in a way that would suggest that a line of something was taken <laughs> and it was very um, obvious and like it was obvious like it was right in shot so like yeah. there's no way you could have like, missed it almost right in the middle of the screen yeah. like it was very front and center and then at the was it like a press conference after everyone yeah. was asking him about it and he was adamantly like no i'll take a drug test like blah, yeah blah, 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 blah. and i was like okay it was very like it's almost like what else could you have been doing there? yeah because <laughs> that's like if you watch the if you watch the footage you'll definitely understand what we're saying here yeah. because it's very clear it's very obvious but yeah. regardless it's just sort of funny to bring that up because it's eurovision it's there's hilarious. always something <laughs> there's always something when it comes to eurovision that's right um, but yeah. Um, before we get into our songs again, I know this is a very long what's trending. But a lot but has we, happened. A lot has happened <laughs> and there's a lot we need to discuss. Yes. And one final thing that I want to touch on is the Dear Evan Hansen movie. Now, <sighs> yes. if you know me, you know that I am a musical buff and I am obsessed with Dear Evan Hansen. I absolutely love every single song. Mm-hmm. Um, I cried the first time I listened to them all. Yes. And now it's being made into a movie. My heart is a flutter. Yes. I cannot wait until this comes out. A lot of controversy has sort of surrounded the casting mm. of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, like, as much as I adore adore Ben Platt, um, some people have been saying that he may be too old mm. to mm-hmm. play Evan in the movie. And he looks really out of place. He looks so out of place. And for context... <laughs> Um, ben Platt, he played Evan in the stage, so that's why, like, yeah, he's so returning. He's reprising his yes. role. Um, and so he's now 27. Yeah. And, and he's he supposed looks, to play a high schooler. He looks like a 27-year-old. And the thing, like, that makes it worse for me, because I, I love this musical as well. I love musicals in general, yeah. all that, blah, blah, blah. The thing that makes it worse for me is his 
hair. Yeah, I don't know what they did, what they were thinking with that uh, choice. It looks so bad, and like it's weird because in the state, like in the musical, it's fine. Like he looks like his age, like he looks like a high school, I should say, yeah. in the stage version. But for some reason with this movie version, they've decided to give him hair like Napoleon Dynamite. And I know yeah, that sounds that weird. that is the best way to describe it. It's definitely Napoleon Dynamite hair. But he's obviously, like he's a 27-year-old, he looks older than a high schooler. So it just feels so wrong. And the, the, the amount of makeup yes. that they put on him as well <laughs> is concerning. It's so um, weird. It's so obvious. But like I'm super... Like, I'm excited, but also really nervous for, like, the rest of the cast. Mm. Like, you've got Julianne Moore and Amy Adams playing the mothers. And... Caitlin Dever um, is playing Zoe, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, there's a few others that, like, I've seen before, but I cannot for the life of me remember their names. Yeah. Um, But I'm just really interested to see if they're going to be able to pull off the songs. Because Mm. there are some powerhouse songs in this musical, and they require a certain level of vocal ability and as much as their acting is amazing I know they're amazing actors I'm just like holding out hope that they're gonna do the songs justice because if they don't I'm gonna be very very sad (laughs) it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of pressure especially because like we were sort of texting about it Maddie and I and I was sort of saying we we know Amy Adams is a singer like she's sung before and stuff and yeah. that's fine but julianne moore we don't know if she's a singer we don't know if she's <laughs> yeah. a, if she can sing and there's like a song in the musical anybody have a map which is like one of my favorite songs where the two mothers sing i'm very concerned about that number yeah. i wonder if they they will put that in the musical though i you mean reckon, in the movie you reckon they wouldn't i don't know how they would do that but it's such a good song it's amazing <laughs> But it's totally a musical song, though. I know, I know. So I'm curious to see. I wonder what they'll cut out. Do you think they will cut out a lot of stuff? I don't know. Because there there are a lot of songs, now that I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, there's a lot of musical content. Yeah. But we'll see. Like, I'm... Like, the thing is, when a lot of these movie adaptions happen, whether it is from musicals or, like, books, whatever, video games, it's always, you know, a little bit... Like, uh, is this actually going to end up okay? And there's always a lot of pressure. So, obviously, having Ben Platt, he's... I feel like they probably couldn't have gone with someone else because his... Well, it helps the fact that his dad is producing the movie. There you go. There you go. (laughs) That's Um, probably the reason why. (laughs) But even, like, as a vocalist, like, he has such a distinct voice. Oh, yeah. And, obviously, when you hear Dear Evan Hansen, like, the musical, you think Ben Platt, you think of him in that role. So, mm-hmm. we'll see. I'm scared. Yeah. But, you know. I just I just hope that it doesn't turn out as bad as Cats. That's the oh, only no. thing I want. I just don't want it to end up like that absolute no. dumpster fire. <laughs> yes. 100%. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, that anyway. is, that's all we'd like to talk about. Thank you for sticking with us. We'll get back to our music now. Yeah. With under a rock Mm -hmm. Vivian what have you got this week so my under a rock this week is called doom boy by the dirty nil so this song came up on my discover weekly and I'm so glad it did because ever since then I've been going down their discography like so much and I love this band I have to say so this song doom boy it's coming from the most recent album and it's a very like the way I sort of described it it's very like pop punk rock meets metal in a weird way (laughs) 
And I know that sounds odd. I love it. But it kind of makes sense because, like, in the actual song itself, they reference, like, Slayer and, like, dancing, like, thrashing to music. So it's very, like, has that vibe about it in general. Um, But it's, like, it's a love song. But it's, like, a love song that fits this sort of genre, this context, which is something that I really like. Um, And it's such a, like, like, the guitar... The guitar riffs in the beginning, it's very, very metal-esque and it's very like, oh, you think it's going one way, but then it sort of turns into like this pop punk genre throughout like the chorus, like it's very easy to sing along to, but then like towards the end, like there's like this sort of mini breakdown as I like to call it and you just hear these like screaming vocals and it feels like a hot mess, but I kind of like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Does that make sense? That's, yeah, I mean, look, like, I <laughs> I think it is a really, really decent song. Yeah. I was surprised that I actually enjoyed it, because you were like, yeah, look, you're probably going to hate this, but yeah. I didn't hate it. That's so. good. I'm glad. So, you're slowly turning me. Slowly. Um, <laughs> slowly but surely. <laughs> slowly but surely. Uh, but no, like, overall, I think it's a really, really, like, interesting way of, like, framing a love song in this genre Mm. it's really cool i quite enjoyed it actually yeah like so like some of the lines from the song are really like funny like in the chorus you know um he sort of says like we can hold hands while listening to slayer in the back of my dodge caravan so it's very like (laughs) cute but funny in a way so yeah yeah. it's cute i love this song and i love this band (laughs) um so yeah that is my under a rock for this week Doom Boy by The Dirty Nil. Maddie, over to you. All right. My under a rock this week, guys. Be prepared. Um, <laughs> it is Little Did I Know by Julia Michaels. What is happening? I know. I am the biggest hypocrite on earth. I love it, though. Um, if, if any of you have been listening since the very beginning of this podcast, I think it was honestly like one of the first it five episodes. an early episode. Really, yeah. really early I went on a rant about how much I didn't like listening to Julia Michaels mm-hmm. because certain vocal inflections and the way that she pronounces words, some it just grates on me in a in a certain way. Um, but this song, but you are a changed woman, changed is what you're me. saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I have, I've done a lot of growing and evolving over yes. the time of this podcast. I'm now a Taylor <laughs> Swift stand, love it. like loving the metal and pop punk that yep. you bring me, and now I listen to Julie Michaels. Um, but honestly, though, this song is like everything that I love about like pop ballads. Mm. There's like these really, really amazing, like swelling strings that come in right at the end and they just like absolutely take this like song to a new level and it's like the backing vocals really really support julia's voice and they just kind of like come out of nowhere because there's a lot of space in between um the sort of like the words in the chorus and the melody there's like there's not a lot of like run-on words and things like that Mm. Um, there's a lot of space and it's really interesting when they like really pop out at you and there's like this gorgeous like build up throughout the whole thing it just piles up and piles up and it's just like euphoric at the end i absolutely yes, love it yes that's such a good word it's it's definitely it's funny because i i'm a ballad gal yeah love me my ballads mm-hmm. Um, and I hadn't heard, this is from Julia Michael's recent album, which I definitely need to listen to because I've brought her up on the podcast before. I really yeah. think she's a really talented songwriter and singer. Um, 
but hearing this song for the first time, I just think like it's so interesting because her voice, I feel like when you first listen to it, almost shouldn't fit in like this sort of ballad area. Yeah, that's true actually. But it works so well because of those backing vocals as well, especially like it, like you said, it feels very euphoric and, and towards the end when it all builds and it's like a wall of sound, as, yep. as Maddie often says on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it feels like that and it definitely, it just works so well. And I'm, I'm so happy that she like put out a song like this because I feel like you normally wouldn't hear it from her, at least in this sort of ballad um, genre, but yeah. Yeah, it's really, really beautiful, and I take back everything that I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm so glad. I Yeah, I just adore this song, and I've been, like, belting it in my car for weeks. So I'm so happy. Please listen to it. It's called Little Did I Know by Julia Michaels. Um, that is it for Under a Rock, and we'll go into our final segment, Caught My Ear. Um, I'll kick us off with mine. So um, be prepared to have this song in your nightmares um, <laughs> for the next month or so. Yep. It is To the Island by Crowded House, but it is the Tame Impala remix. Mm. So Crowded House released this song. Um, it's very new, um, very different to what you're probably used to hearing from Crowded House. Yep. Um, it's very different from the Don't Dream It's Over days. Um, <laughs> they've I, come a long way since then. They've come a long way since then. Um, but this Tame Impala remix truly is something else. It, like, this, I don't know where to start, to be quite honest. So, <laughs> at the beginning. It's a lot. Um, it is a lot. So it starts out sort of normal with some weird, like, cricket sounds. And it's very, it's a very dark um, a lot of minor chords, mm-hmm. lots of that sort of dark vibe around it. And then as the song progresses, there's this like production that is put on the vocal line and it's like pitched down and there's some weird EQing stuff going on. And yep. it sounds like Vivian put it in a very <laughs> amazing way. I um, <laughs> because it, it does sound like that. I basically just said that it sounds like a Muppet song gone wrong. It really does, though. Because it kind of, like, the way I sort of was thinking about it while listening to it. So it's called To the Island, and the actual song itself does have a lot of, like, island, like, elements in terms of the, like, production. Like, yes. the jungle the jungle drums, that sort of thing. It yes. feels very much like that. Uh-huh. So that's there already. Yeah. But... The remix brings, like, it's basically just the vocals, like Maddie was saying. Yeah. And I think, like, when you mix it with that production, it feels like it should be a children's song, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it sounds like a Muppet song gone wrong, because it's very dark. The vocals are very off-putting and not in a good way. You know me, I love listening to weird stuff. I always bring weird stuff on the podcast. But this is, like hard to listen to. This is the first song that I've shown Vivian that she has physically cringed at and <laughs> yes. it was like this is actually scaring me. Yes. Like it is very awful to listen to and I just don't know why this song was recommended to me. Yeah. It's probably just cuz I listened to Tame Impala and Crowded House on their own, but together no. never again. No. I barely listened to this song through the first time like the whole way through. <laughs> Um, it is so awful to listen to, 
But the thing is, is that so many of so many fans are really enjoying it. Yeah, so we're and like the odd ones out here. <laughs> yeah, I just please let me know if you think this is the most awful thing that's ever spawned out of Tame Impala. We want to feel validated, okay? Yeah, that's my podcast. <laughs> that's that's the only reason for this podcast is for people to validate my musical choices. Yes, because. <laughs> It is, yeah, like, I, I was surprised by the reception that a lot of people liked it. I would have thought, because Crowded House, you know, they're very, very popular here and in, in Australia and New Zealand. Yeah. Obviously, they're, like, staples If you're listening here. from another country, you may not know who Crowded yeah, House is. Yeah, they're, like, icons here, basically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I would have thought that a lot of, like, diehard Crowded House fans would not have liked this, but mm. that is not the case. And I'm kind of well, surprised. Well, this diehard Crowded House fan does not like that's it That's true. Bit. I do not like it at all, and I hate it, and I hate listening to it. Yeah. So that's my opinion. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's all I have to say on that. That's so, the tea. <laughs> so um, listen to it. It's called To the Island, Crowded House, Tame Impala Remix. So listen to it. Let me know what you guys think. Vivian, what is your caught my ear this week? So my caught my ear this week is Brutal by Olivia Rodrigo. I told you guys it was going to come back. What a surprise. I'm so shocked. (laughs) So this is actually kind of weird for me to choose because um, while, like I've I've said in the podcast before, that I really think she's very talented. She's got a long way to go. But this kind of genre of music isn't what I normally listen to on the daily. But this song, Brutal, it's the opener to Sour, and it's quite an interesting opening track because I've always been, I think I've said this on the podcast, opening tracks to albums are almost like my favorite thing about listening to an album because it sets the precedent, sets the tone of what you're about to listen to. Absolutely. And so a lot of the time when, like a lot of my favorite albums, the opening tracks are usually my favorite tracks from the album, which Uh is interesting. But this song, Brutal, it's so interesting. And it goes back to what I was saying, that she's sort of experimenting with these different sounds. It's very, like, 2000s, like, pop rock, very Avril Lavigne, if if you can sort of gauge that. Um, But it's such a fun song. It's very, like, pessimistic, very Uh self-deprecating. But you got to love it, because the entire album's called Sour, definitely fits the tone. But it's, yeah, it's such a fun song. I love the guitar riff. And I really like her vocals in the chorus. Yeah. It's very different from her, I think. Um, but it's such a, like, such a cool sound. And, like, the cool thing is, like, when the song begins, you can sort of hear her, like, in the recording booth saying, like, I want it to be, like, messy. And then the guitar riff comes in. <laughs> and it's perfect. Like, Amazing. just chef's kiss. Yeah. Look, the guitar riff, the first thing I thought of was, like, it's 100% almost exactly the same as the Rogue Traders Voodoo Child, if any of you know what that song is. Yes. It was an absolutely, like, incredible song. Here um, in Australia, is very popular. Yeah, very, very popular over here. If you listen to that, it's almost identical. It's mm. almost in the same key. Not saying she was copying, but it's very, very, like, that's the vibe. Because I was thinking, like, when you said it was sort of like a pop rocky type thing i was kind of thinking of you know her like other single good for you yeah yeah i was like okay it's gonna be one of these like sort of like yelly type of like sing-songy yeah things but it's nowhere near that it's a completely different genre altogether um but it's like really really amazing i was not expecting this from olivia at all but it really works and she does a good job she really does and the storytelling is amazing as well Yes, like, as it always is. She she is like 
I know she's super um she's like besties with Taylor Swift. Love that. Um and so she's always like talking about how um she has this like a similar approach to songwriting and that she's like very, very open. She's like very specific with mm. like um certain situations that she talks about. Um, and it really, really shows and it really pays off because I think she produces really, really honest work and I really, really love listening to everything that she's produced so far. So I'm keen to listen to the rest of her album. Yeah, I'm so excited for you to listen to it because, yeah, like you said, you put it so perfectly. Like, this song and the rest of the album itself, but especially with this song, I think, it really does encapsulate that feeling of being 17 and, you know, feeling very, like, helpless in the sense that, like, this is supposed to be the time of my, time of my life, but everything is going wrong. Basically, yeah. it's very dramatic, but that's exactly how you would feel at seventeen. Yeah, totally. At least it's how I felt at seventeen, <laughs> um, and I still feel like that at twenty three. So there you go. Mm, oh, wow. <laughs> Five years later, love that. Love that I'm relating to a seventeen year old, but yep. it's so true. Yeah, totally. So totally. yeah, love this song. Please listen to it. It's called brutal by olivia rodrigo and that brings us to the end of this week's podcast you can check us out on spotify apple google podcast castbox wherever you get your podcast fix you can follow us on all of our social media at caught my Earpod on facebook instagram and twitter that is where you can send us your recommendations for songs to chat about because we haven't had one since mm. last week so please send them through you can chuck us a dm email comment whatever you want let us know because we will react to it. We will listen to it. We love sort of branching out, as you can tell from the random assortment <laughs> of songs that we've brought to you this week. Yes. Um, and also you can let us know your opinion about the songs that we chatted about. Um, please let me know if you also think Crowded House Tame Impala remix should never, ever happen ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> apart from that, we'd really, really love listening to um, what you think about the tracks and yeah we love your input it's an open discussion let us know um but you can join us on monday for a brand new episode see you guys bye